Hey guys, just wanted to give you a heads up that on November 24th and 25th, we are going to be hosting a free two-day trading summit. Link is going to be in the show notes. Make sure you attend. We have some very special guests coming. And of course, we're going to give you the awesomeness that we always do with our tier one trading workshop. So check it out, register, save your seat, and I'll see you guys there. here one this was funny um this is something i posted over the weekend where i said uh it was a uh, guy who i found this from but it says first they ignore you then they laugh at you then they fight you and then they set you as an example and you win and i, and I saw this i'm like this pretty much sums up my trading journey right and i'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of traders can relate to this um where the first thing is uh oh congratulations david 85th nice the first thing is, you know, you tell people you're getting into trading or investing and they ignore you. Oh, it's just another one of David's get rich quick schemes. Oh, you know, David will have another idea next week. I, I had the same thing. I remember finding, um, I, th I think my, my dad, I think, copied me on, a, on an email by accident to, my, to another one of my family members when they were, you know, they were talking like, is Akil really doing his trading thing? And it was like, yeah, you know, it's, it's his latest thing. He'll, he'll be over it in like a month. Uh, and that kind of that fired me up fired me up where the one person I thought had the absolute confidence in me didn't truly have the absolute confidence in me. So I needed that. But first they ignore you. Then they laugh at you, right? You got you guys ever have any friends or family members uh, kind of just like maybe not laugh in your face, but not take you seriously? Chuckle a little bit. Oh, that, that trading thing. <laughs> really that? Oh the, oh, the internet gambling. Online poker, you mean? Oh, no. Right? Then they laugh at you because you're, and this goes for anything, not just trading. Whenever you're you know, we talk a lot about the comfort zone and the comfort bubble and how 80%, probably even more, lie within it. And by that, I mean, just by the rules of numbers, right? If 80% or 90% of people are within this comfort zone, this comfort bubble, those who try to branch out and, and branching out is doing something different than the norm, um, you are the minority, right? You're doing something idiotic. <laughs> Why would you take all that risk? Isn't it risky? Like, yeah, yeah, it's risky. Yes, that's the whole point. Got to risk it for the biscuit, right? So they laugh at you. And, and, and really, when they laugh at you, you guys, I, I, I didn't understand this till later on in my career. But when they laugh at you, they're really, it, it's, a, it's a defense mechanism that they use against being, uh, feeling guilty themselves. Did you guys know that? I actually ran into, I, I, I thought about this. There was a, a young lady I, I coached um, track and field, and there was a, there was an injury where a girl like snapped her ankle, and it was bad. You can hear it. You knew it was a, like you know it, you knew what it was right away. I don't know if you ever if any of you guys have ever heard like a broken bone or a snapped ankle. Like you just it was it, it was it. And she's sitting there laughing, right? Everyone else is like Ooh. people are throwing up, and and she's like <laughs> laughing. 
And I'm like, and I asked her later, I'm like, what, what was it? And she's like, I'm sorry, coach. I didn't mean any disrespect. Like, they know it. Like, I just have a, you know, I have a nervous laugh. That's like, when, that's how I soothe myself in like bad situations. I laugh. And it made me think about it for a little bit because that was my first time experiencing. I'm like, it makes sense. We all have kind of the, the thing that we do. And, and people tend to shift blame, whether it's trolls on the internet or people in your, your family, friends. But like when, when they feel guilty, they, there's something that they typically do. And, and, and many, many times in, in trading or entrepreneurship in general or anything, they, they tend to kind of push the blame on you instead of pushing it to someone else. So that's, uh, that's the next step. Um, they fight you on it. They fight you on following your dreams, right? You go through this period where you're struggling and they, they kind of beg you, you should just stop, man, go back to that job. You had a nice, easy job. You're getting a nice paycheck. Why are you wasting your time doing this? You know, you're not getting any sleep. Um, and then what happens, right, after, after they eventually ignore you and you become successful, all of a sudden you become the person they brag about. Oh yeah, I had this buddy Cody, man. Yeah, he he, he ventured off on his training thing a few years ago. Now he's successful. And it's like, wait a minute, man. You were the same guy that was like bashing me when I did it. And so it, it's always funny how that happens. And you can take anybody in, in any position of success, right? You can even take, you know, you look at sports players or, or something like that, where it's like, you know, you look at LeBron James's and, and, and stuff like that. Um, and LeBron James is what, 30s, my age, 35, 36, and still at the top of his game, right? But think about how many people when he's growing up, like probably made fun of him for like, why are you out? Why, why are you in the, the court? As a matter of fact, no, no. Here's a, a better example. Jimmy Butler, who's a he's a basketball player, not not a not a superstar, but a star. And he's kind of those he, he's kind of he did it the hard way. Not saying that the other ones didn't. But this is a guy that, you know, he, he grew up, I think, without a family. He was bouncing around between orphanages and, and he went he couldn't get any scholarships to college so he went to like a community college and he faxed his 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 uh i remember his kind of his story he faxed his admissions um thing from a mcdonald's he's working at a mcdonald's and that's how he, he that was the only fax machine he had access to so he faxed it off to a school and ended up getting a scholarship at a big school and now he's in the nba and he, he's kind of known as a worker so he's that type of guy that's you know he's four o'clock in the morning getting shots up Kawhi leonard another basketball player same way they said he walks around for basketball all the time and people probably laugh at him like, why are you like, why are you in the gym at four o'clock? Why are you doing all this? Shouldn't you be out partying? Shouldn't you be doing that? You're an idiot. You're doing all this work and there's like a 7% chance of you making it to the NBA, right? Same thing with them. People laughed at them and then all of a sudden, right? They're professional athletes and, and, and everyone's like, oh yeah, he was so focused his whole career. Like he was in the gym four o'clock in the morning getting shots up because he was dedicated. It's like, wait a minute, you were just laughing at him. <laughs> You were just laughing at him for waking up four o'clock in the morning and getting shots up following a pointless dream. So it's 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 so interesting how people shift once you but once you become successful, you're you're all of a sudden the example. But before you're successful, you know, most people, you know, they, they try to clown you, they try to make fun of you, they try to hold you back. And that, that switch is so it's so quick. It's so quick and it's, it's, it's annoying to the people that, that do it. I mean, I guess at that point you don't really care because you're, you're numb to it. But it's annoying because what happens a lot is, and you see, you know, me and Jason get this uh, every once in a while, is you think we were born into success. Like people don't see the years of struggling as a trader. You know, we're fortunate enough to be in the position where we're at right now. But you don't see all the struggle. You guys are at the, the workshop where Jason shared his story about, about growing up. And like a one-bedroom flat and, and, and all that fun stuff. People don't see that part of it, right? They, they look at that instead of, you know, they, they used to laugh at that stuff. And they look at it as a, as a kind of a, 
an essential part of the story. So it's always interesting. Um, I got this question the other day. If success rate is 10%, then why do you even try? Yeah, I, I get that a lot. And my answer is because it's 10%. <laughs> I had that same conversation on, on the internet the other day. Where it was like, you know, what's the point of even trying? I'm like, uh, because it's 10%. I'm like, look, my, my mentality, if you tell me 1% of people have a chance of being successful and there's 100 people in a room, I feel very sorry for the other 99. That is, that is, like, that is my mindset. Where if you say one, if, if you put me in a room with 100 people, you put me in a room with 100 people and you say 1% of you are getting out. The first thing I'm doing, I'm look, I'm looking around. I'm saying, sorry guys, nothing personal. But I got to win. <laughs> like, that's the mentality. Ten percent, even better. Nine of you can join me. Nine of you can join me. Come on, come on. I'll take nine more with me. Let's do this. We could team up, right? We could team up. But yeah, it's a lot of people ask that question. Why even try it? And that's you know, and and. You, you know, if you go back, I mean, the, the the urgency is life. Like, here's the thing, right? We're we're on a we're on a we're, we're on a ticking clock, right? None of us never we, we never know when when the clock is going to end or anything like that. But I think we can all agree that one day we will run out of time and die, right? We are on a ticking clock. One day we will run out of time and die. We get we get one life, and you have two choices, right? And, and people don't see this urgency until it, until it's too late, until they're on their their deathbed, unfortunately, and they're, they're sitting back with regrets. They're like, man, I wish I would have done more. Right? We get one life. This is, this is, this is, <laughs> this is the, the fourth quarter of a game. This is stoppage time, man. It's over after this, right? You got to make the best of it. So if I'm going to die anyway, if we already know the result, <laughs> the result is death. There's no other way. It happens. If I'm going to die anyway, I'm, I'm going to have the best experience. I'm going to put myself in a position to have the best experience, um, not only for myself, but to push future generations forward as well. And that's the driver. I mean, that's the driver for me, at least. I want to enjoy life. And how do I enjoy life? By achieving freedom of time, time freedom. How do I achieve time freedom? Well, that starts with financial freedom. Financial freedom or money is a is a is a tool that can buy you time. So you work backwards, just like we talked about last week with goal setting, right? What's the bigger goal? Freedom of time. All right. What do I need to achieve that? Financial freedom. Well, how can I go about achieving financial freedom? Boom, 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 boom. And you you take those chances because you you know and you can do the math if that's the goal, right? If time freedom is the goal, you know it takes financial freedom to achieve time. You know you need to do wealth creation, right? If I am comfortable in a job, and there's nothing wrong with being comfortable in a job, but if I'm comfortable with a job and I'm, I'm doing nothing more to push myself towards that goal, right, I already know the answer. I'm not going to achieve it. So, like, what's the point of me staying there? So, if you know what you want to achieve and you know what it takes to achieve it, you've got to start taking deliberate actions to do it. Or else you already know the answer. Now, again, it depends on your, like, if your goal is if you don't want freedom of time, then that's fine. You know, you do whatever your goal is. That's, that's fine. But I'm talking, I'm talking specifically for those who talk the big talk about wanting this and wanting that. Like, you've got you to step up and do it. If that's what you want, don't just talk about it. Do it. You got to do it. 
and no matter what you're doing, it starts with, with taking action, right? And, and it, taking action starts with the mindset, right? Become the 10%. Switch your mindset from saying, okay, well, if only 10% make it, I don't have a chance. To you're going to be one of those 10%. Because the answer is this, why can't you? Why can't you? Does anybody have a legit reason why you can't be one of those 10%? When someone asks that question or someone says it, like, why can't you? What's stopping you? Yourself. That's all it is, yourself. Limiting beliefs, yeah. It's yourself. The questions that you're asking yourselves. Yep, 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 yep. And said so they say life flashes before your eyes in your last moments. Is your show real going to make you smile? Yep, that's and people people in general don't think that far forward. I mean, it's depressing. Let's not get it wrong, but I, I, if you use it in a, a positive way as a sense of urgency, you can kind of you can kind of flip the script on death. Death doesn't have to be a negative. Um, I was always taught death as a, as a celebration. Doesn't have to be a negative, but Bobby says I get a lot of I get a lot of that in schools. Teachers ask what you want to do. B student answers with uncommon career, and teacher says, "No, what real job do you want?" Yeah, I I hope that changes. I haven't been in the school district in a while, but I was like that growing up as well. Where it's like, "What do you want to be?" Oh, how about you try to be this? Where they you know they categorize you. We even have the thing where you take a test and they tell you what you probably will be. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, there, there should be no, no ceilings, no limits. Like I, I, I try to do that with my kids where it's like just the, the uh, feeding them the idea that you can do whatever you want. Like I try not to use the word can't, like you can't do this. I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase it. Try it. So like, if it's, you know, if my son's like, Hey dad, I'm going to, you know, can I climb that tree? And it's, and it's an unclimbable tree. I try not to be like, well, you can't climb that, right? Because then that's a limiting belief. So I, I try to rearrange it and be like, hey, give it a try. Knowing you'll fail, but, you know, you you learn stuff from that journey. We all know that. You learn, you learn stuff from your failures. Sometimes you learn that you can't do it. Sometimes you learn that you can. Sometimes you learn that you may need to wait a little bit. You may need to get a little stronger. You may need to do this, right? There's always a learning experience in trying. So I, I try to do that with my children. I, I try to do that with people I talk to as well. It's just, I think Bobby mentioned earlier, lim limiting beliefs, right? Just rephrase, take that can't out of it. Just say try. And, and, and at least you can learn, you, you, may not, you may not be able to do it that way, but maybe you learn something you'll be able to do it another way. Which is kind of the topic of today's Q&A, which is cool. We're actually gonna get to a point. I want to talk a little bit about, because. I didn't talk about inside bars and narrow range last year.